Hi, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of the How To Do Marketing Academy, as well as small business marketing agency, Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's my mission to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally-based small business in Australia. Why? Because I know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. The How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. So recently I um, ran a survey asking 50 small business owners what their biggest challenge was when it came to creating their content marketing. And so when I talk about content marketing, I mean like the stuff that you put on social media Um, the content that you include in your ads, it's the content that you include in your emails. Um, And then, of course, it does include content that you might need to include in on your website. It's just that you don't necessarily have to do that every week, apart from your blogging and those sorts of things. Um, It could be your your videos if if you're creating content for YouTube, you know, that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about when I talk about content marketing. Um, so, and obviously a big part of that content marketing is your social media content because that's what we kind of need to produce um, the most often. Um, so the survey revealed that the biggest challenge that 60% of those small business owners face is finding the time to create that consistent flow of content. So they simply don't feel like they have the time or the resources to keep up, which is absolutely fair enough. Um, And we know, particularly if we've listened to a couple of episodes ago when I was talking about the five essential actions to make your marketing easier, um, no one's figured out how to add extra hours into the day. Um, So it's actually the only way that you're going to to really get on top of that content is by creating a system and a process um, and making sure that you prioritise the time to get that done. Um, You can outsource it, um, which will be the other way that you can ensure that you're going to get that done. Now, this is particularly for those businesses, and look, you know, it's all relative, Um, Some businesses might find it a real struggle to get one blog post, one email and four social media posts out a week, Um, you know, and then there's the businesses that kind of require, you know, 50 stories, three reels and, you know, daily or three times daily social media posts um, on top of ads and, you know, weekly emails, um, weekly blogs or weekly, you know, longer form videos that are going on on YouTube. Um, so, yeah, like it's, it's, it's all relative and um, sometimes it, you, you really are warranted to, to have to produce that much content and sometimes you really, you know, it, it's not necessary to, to produce that much content. Um, But regardless of what your content needs are, how frequently you need to publish it and how much and how many channels that you're publishing it to, 
um, to get a system in place is going to be probably the thing that's that's going to set you up for the most success, apart from actually doing the work. So um, for those of you who've, who've got systems and processes in place for other things within your business, it, it shouldn't be the case that that marketing doesn't, um, you know, also follow suit there because um, it's definitely something that a lot of businesses, small business owners um, really struggle with marketing to, to make sure. And, and sometimes, you know, feel like it's optional. Oh, well, if we don't get to the marketing for the next three months, it's not, you know, such a big deal. Um, well, it is if you do have ambitious goals in terms and, and even if you want to remain viable um, and if you want to make sure that you've got an increasing, uh, that you've got a, you know, sustainable flow of leads and sales coming into your business. So systems and processes are definitely um, definitely what we want to, to succeed with our content marketing. And so I'm going to be talking today about the steps that we take as an agency. Um, now, I the first two steps, I'm, it's a seven-step system. The first two steps I've just put in here um, for a business that perhaps hasn't had a marketing strategy done, whenever we're doing um, marketing for a client, we've always done a strategy first. I will never, ever um, start doing content marketing without having done a, a, a strategy first. Um, and it's the same with our business. So step one and two are if you haven't got a strategy done. So step one, um, most importantly, develop your target personas. Um, there is absolutely no such thing as knowing too much about your customers. So before creating any content marketing solution, you really need to understand who that customer is, and specifically, you want to understand their perspective, their point of view, how they might make decisions when it comes to purchasing something that you sell, who influences them. You will want to know their demographics, such as age and gender and income and where are they located and all of that sort of stuff. Um, you'll also want to learn about their behaviours and habits, um, their values, their beliefs, and most importantly, you'll want to know their needs and their pain points when it comes to your product, not in general. <laughs> um, you'll also want to know where they hang out online, um, which social media channels do they use. Uh, you might find that that you're, you know, really excited about getting onto TikTok and, you know, go ahead and knock yourself out. Are your customers on TikTok though? Because if they're not, don't spend your the precious time that you do have in your business um, making TikTok videos if, if, if your customers just aren't there. Um, it is a lot of fun, but do that on your own time. Um, you want to know if, if they subscribe to certain emails or are they part of industry associations? Like where else are they hanging out that you might be able to to get in front of them? What other organisations might they be aligned with that you can perhaps look at partnership opportunities with? Um, now, if you don't know all of that information, you can certainly find it out. Um, there's lots of ways that you can find it out. Um, and certainly just by asking your, your customers, and you can do that really nimbly, you can go out to your social media community um, and, and ask them some, some questions um, you know, get them to fill in some polls maybe um, if you've got some groups, social media groups or on LinkedIn, 
Um, what we do is we'll have customer conversations with, with um, t- customers that represent a, a company's ideal target audience. And we'll ask, you know, a whole bunch of strategic questions that will help us understand where, where that customer is um, and what their values and perceptions and, and all of that sort of more psychographic, we call it, information. But then we'll also ask all the pragmatic and practical information in terms of, you know, which social media channels they hang out on regularly, et cetera. Um, or we will use an online survey tool. We use SurveyMonkey and that will help um, establish some more quantitative data. So you'll kind of be able to establish more trends there in terms of, you know, what, what's the um, percentage of, of your customer base that prefer to, to act in a certain way or do a certain thing or think a certain way. Um, so, yeah, there's plenty of ways that you can go and find that information. And then it's just about um, writing all of that down, everything that you know about your target customer Um, We always prefer to put that into an actual person, create a persona, um, as opposed to think of that person as a group. Because I think when we're thinking of people as a group, it's too easy to go, but that person might do this or that person might do that. And then, then you just confuse yourself. Create a person that's the representative of that target segment and become really familiar with that person, you know, give her or him a name. Um, And every time you go to go and make a decision in your marketing, you know, put that person front of mind because that will really help you make some decisions with with your marketing. So that's step number one to make sure you've got those target personas in place. Step number two is to set your marketing goals and measurement. So what we never, ever, ever, ever want to encourage is producing content for the sake of producing content because that's just getting busy for the sake of being busy and um, that no small business owner that I've ever met has the time for that. So whenever we're looking at your content marketing, be it on social, be it on email or, you know, blogs, whatever whatever you're looking at, we want to make sure that there's associated goals with that. So yes, we might decide that the frequency for our social media makes sense to be, you know, three newsfeed posts per week and six stories in a reel. But that's not as far as we go. We want to go, okay, but with those three news feeds and six stories and a reel, what are we actually trying to achieve? What goals? So we might so we'll often in that situation we'll look at well, what will be the reach goals? How many people do we want to see that content? How many people do we want engaging? What do we want people to do after they've consumed that content? Do we want to drive them to our website? Do we want them to consider a product that we're selling? Do we want them to buy a product that we're selling? Do we want them to review our products? Do we want them to tell somebody else about us? Um, make sure that those call to actions are included in your content. But if we don't have marketing goals and if we're not measuring, it's very easy just to produce the content and forget the call to actions and forget the fact that actually we're trying to make some sales here. And it doesn't, don't just assume people will make that link. Don't just assume that customers will make that link. Um, you know, if, you're, if your content's highly engaging, they might just sit back, kick back and enjoy the highly engaging content but not actually do anything further with that. And that doesn't necessarily help your business. So we want to make sure that we've set our marketing goals and measurements. Number three, we want to define your content pillars. Now, these are the content topics that you wish to share. 
and they're strategically planned so that it makes makes sure that that you're demonstrating what makes you unique, you know, demonstrating the value that you bring to the customer, uh, but also making sure that you get your needs met as a business, you know. So um, we'll always break these content pillars down into a ratio of 80% sharing information where we're entertaining, where we're um, adding value, where we're educating um, our customers so that, so that they find that content really helpful because that's what's going to actually make them follow you or, you know, start to pay attention to you, to increase their interest in you, to then kind of look at... Um, exploring and discovering your business further by visiting your website it's going to be that kind of content that 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 captures their attention um and then we have 20 percent sell so that's where you can show up and just sell your course or sell your product or sell your business um so we want to make sure that we've got that mix there and then we want to make sure that these topics are thought out so again that we're not just getting on social media and talking about you know how the sun's shining today. And if the, how the sun's shining today is relevant to your business, your objectives and your customer, great, get on and talk about the sun. But if it's not and you just find that you're, you're putting on all of this content that really is content for the sake of content um, and it might be conversational and it might be, you know, slightly interesting, but is it actually demonstrating the value of your business? Is it actually influencing your customer to take an action with you you know is it actually um positioning your business is it differentiating your business or is it just you kind of hopping on social media and shooting the breeze um that's a waste of time uh so you want to make sure or or perhaps one of your content pillars is shoot the breeze (laughs) and that's got a strategy behind it of well this is conversational this this causes engagement this actually drives engagement so that the rest of our content can kind of really benefit from that. Um, so if you're putting shoot the breeze as one of your, your content pillars, just make sure that it's got a back reason, that it's got a valid reason to be there and it's actually helping you achieve your goals. Um, so that, you know, brainstorm with your team, um, you know, think of all the things that that um, your target audience have spoken about when you've gone out and, and spoken with them. Think about their pain points, their needs, some of the things that they value in the context of, of your business and what you sell. Um, and that's how you kind of come up with those, those, those major pillars. Now, those pillars, I don't know, generally there's about five, four or five, um, sometimes less, sometimes one, one or two more. Um, you, you probably don't want too many more than, than that unless you have, you know, multiple product segments and, and then sure, that makes sense. Um, but for most small businesses, you're probably looking at kind of five key topics, um, content pillars, and then you kind of put your subtopics for each of those content pillars underneath. Um, and that just makes sure that you're keeping your content on task, on brand, on focus and that we're not getting distracted and, you know, kind of waffling off and, um, as I said, producing content for the sake of content. So step number four, confirm your content drumbeat or what we would call um, frequency. So this is important in terms of um, what you're going to commit to. So this is this is often what you will see in terms of when someone will quote you a social media marketing um, 
you know, retainer, they'll say, okay, well, we're going to do this many posts per month and this many stories and run this many ad campaigns, et cetera. Um, that's kind of the frequency or the number of, of um, or the number of output, I guess, that, that, you're, that you're going to produce. Um, so generally when we're putting a um, marketing plan together, Sorry about that, just had to shut the door. Um, generally, when we're putting a marketing plan together, um, we have, first of all, put our goals in place and our measurements in place. Um, so that gives us an idea of how often um, we might need to show up to actually reach those goals. So when I'm talking about goals, I'm talking about reach, I'm talking about engagement, I'm talking about clicks through to website. You know, we're looking at community size, you know, how many more people do we need to get into our community um, and those sorts of things. How many more people do we want on our email list? Um, and so that will give you some guidance with how often we might need to, to show up. But we're also going to look at what's realistic for your business. Like how often can you show up? Because I would rather you spend the time creating one quality post and perhaps boosting that out through your channels than sitting there just pumping out some, you know, crap um, to make sure that you're doing five posts a week. But those those posts are, you know, vanilla and they're flat and they're, you know, you've just quickly, you know, rustled them up and they just look like everybody else's content. Don't add to the white noise. If it's realistic that you can get one quality post done, just do one quality post and make sure you, you give it a bit of money behind it. Um, or like if you're on LinkedIn or something like that, or even on, on the meta platform, just make sure you drop it at a time when people are online so it has its maximum chance of, of getting out there. And we'll also look at, you know, what's the appetite for seeing your content from your customers? So, you know, if, if, if you don't think that they need to, if you're a car you know, salesperson, for, for example, um, do you need to be dropping into your target audience's feed three times a day? Um, you know, how many times do we buy a car in our lifetime? And, yes, it's important for car brands and, and, and uh, uh, I guess, for, for any brand to stay front of mind, but we, we probably don't need to be dropping into their feed three times a day because I don't, I don't need to be making a decision or to be influenced about cars if I'm not interested in them um, every single day. You know, I want to, to be interested in that when I'm interested in that. Um, so, so think about the appetite for, for that. You know, for some of our professional services, for example, um, we don't drop into their newsfeed, like accounting and financial planning and lawyers. Um, we don't drop into people's newsfeed every single day. Um, we just create one quality piece of content and give it that extra boost to make sure that enough people see it. But we don't need to be, you know, in their in their faces three times a day with um, with with posts about posts about our business. Um, so because people will just turn off, and particularly if that content is really vanilla and not actually saying or achieving much. Um, so step five, batch your content production. So this is really simple. Um, if you've got a lot of photography and video that needs to be done, rather than try and get that done each week, um, you know, every 90 days, get your photographer and videographer together, get the list of what you need to actually 
um, what you can foresee that you'll need over the next 90 days um, and get that done all at once. And then you can actually um, have that all in a file so that you can sit down and schedule all of that out at once and you can really plan out the drip feed of that content over the, the next 90 days. Um, even with scheduling, so how I, um, uh, well, actually, no, that's that's actually the next point, time blocking and scheduling. Uh, but even when you are sitting down to schedule for the week, you don't want to have to be, um, you know, get to your folder and go, oh, I haven't got that, oh, I haven't got that, oh, I need to chase the photographer for this or I have to, I'll have to go out and get a photo of this or because it's really disruptive. Like you kind of just want to sit down at the beginning of the week or the month or the 90 days, well, no, probably the week and the month is as far as you should be scheduling ahead. But um, you want to be sitting down and being able to do it all at once as opposed to having to come back to it because we all know in small business having to come back to something may not actually happen. So set yourself up for success, have all the bits and pieces there ready to go and um, so that when you do get to step number six, which is time block and schedule, you have that time um, blocked out in your diary so that you can sit down, you've got everything you need, you can get your head, you know, into it um, and you can be in the zone and, and you know kind of what content's going out when so it all kind of has this logical flow um, and you can just get it done. So when, I, when I'm talking about time block, um, I literally schedule time in my diary so I will block out time so that, Nobody can book meetings in then. I will turn off my phone. I don't look at my emails and I just focus on getting it done because then it is done and you can tick it off the list and you don't need to think about it. When we leave our social posting to just be doing it by the day or by the week, uh, you know, uh, we're not actually planning or schedule anything. It's constantly hanging over our head. Oh, shivers. I've got to do that today oh god I've got to do that posting oh shivers I haven't posted for three days shit 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 you know I've got to go and I've got to go and do something and then when we're when we're panicking when we're being reactive when we're going quick 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 I've just got to get something up then we we are very likely to get crap up there you know but if you've sat down and you've been in um the zone to be able to really be channeling your target persona and thinking about what you know, content that they're really going to value and what content's really going to help achieve your business goal, then, you know, you're in such a better position to actually produce quality as opposed to just some quantity because you've, you know, rushed and, and you haven't thought about it. So number six was time block and schedule. And look, you can just schedule through the meta platform for um, Facebook and advertising. That's what we use. There are definitely a whole bunch of scheduling tools that you can use. We'll use Hootsuite for our LinkedIn and Twitter content. Um, when we use that, um, you can pay for scheduling. There's free versions of scheduling. We um, Meta is obviously free to use, so we use we use that. Um, and Hootsuite, it, depending on how many accounts we're managing at the time, we'll either use the free version or um, I think it's three three channels that you can post to on the free version or we'll pay um, for, you know, however many accounts that we, we need. But look into that and see what suits you. Um, it's horses for courses, 
really there. But if you are scheduling to Facebook and Instagram, there's really no reason to pay for um, a scheduling tool unless you're getting like all the reporting dashboards and extra extra features as well as part of that software. And step number seven is to measure and optimise. So this isn't just kind of occasionally glancing back to see how many likes your content's getting. This is a really considered monthly habit um, where we are sitting down and we are looking at how your content has fared over the month. Um, how many people have seen it? How many people have engaged with it? Have you built your community if that was part of your goals? Um, have you driven traffic to your website? Have you increased your sales? Have you increased your leads? All of the stuff, all of the goals that you put in place in step number two, we are measuring to see if you have reached them here. Um, and if you've heard me talk about measurement before, this is where we can actually really start to see the effect of the marketing and how that's helping to, to achieve our business goals. Um, we really can see month on month, you know, how if we don't show up with our marketing, um, you know, how that then has a flow on effect to, um, you know, leads and sales and, and, and bigger goals that we might have in, in place. So it's a really, really important part of your marketing and it can be super, super motivating to do. Um, from a content marketing point of view, this is where we look to see what works in terms of the content that we show up with. You know, you can have a look and see is video, you know, creating more engagement. I did a review session the other day and we saw like over the month that that consistently the reels that they were doing, which were awesome, um, they were double the engagement of anything else that went on their Instagram newsfeed, double engagement consistently throughout the month. So for that, you go, okay, these reels might take a little bit more time and they're a little bit more, they're a little bit, you know, involve a little bit more creativity and more people and, and all of that sort of stuff, a bit more planning. But look at the result, like in terms of actually driving more engagement to our brand, which, which is, it's, is one of their goals, well, that, that's really working. So it's worth doing. So it's really making sure and, and then putting that goal in context of everything as well because, yeah, okay, we want engagement, but is that engagement then taking people onto the next step, which is driving people to the website, driving sales, driving leads, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what that measurement um, piece really needs to consider. So that's number seven. So to recap, you have got number one is develop your target personas. Number two, to set your marketing goals and measurements. Number three, to define your content pillars. Number four, to confirm your content drumbeat or your frequency. Number five, to batch your content production. Number six, to time block and schedule. And number seven, to measure and optimise. So it might take you a little bit of time to get that system in place initially. It could take up to one or two months to just make sure that you're getting, you know, all of the bigger stuff, the, the um, you know, getting the content um, planning in terms of the content production, blocking out that time in your diary, um, getting used to some of the software, um, really spending time getting to know your customer. That's probably going to take you a little bit of time in the first instance. 
But once you get that system underway, it's just like any other habit. The more you show up, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. So I hope that um, seven-step content marketing system does help marketing make, uh, help ma- help you make, <laughs> um, help make marketing easier. Goodness gracious, I should not record podcasts on a Friday. I cannot speak. Um, let's help it make uh, marketing a hell of a lot easier in your business. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of the How To Do Marketing Show. I really do enjoy bringing you these episodes and hope that you get a lot from them. If you would like to receive even more marketing musings from myself and my team, be sure to head to howtodomarketing.com.au and subscribe to our email. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead and grab a screenshot and share it with someone else who you think might enjoy it. Or similarly as excellent would be if you could leave me a rating and review on your potty platform. That helps other small business owners just like you to find the show. Plus, it will put a huge smile on my dial. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 